This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. The last thing you're going to get is a level head from me. <laughs> or sleeves. Or sleeves. Level uh, head or sleeves. Le- level Not head. part of this show today. No sleeves <laughs> and no <laughs> rational thought. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Just got finished with the, uh, what is it, the Unlimited? Yeah. The Sprint Unlimited. <laughs> hey, Hal. Uh, that was real fun. We had, well, the first half of it was real, real fun. Um, when the race started, we had a good car. Uh, you know, from the second practice, I felt pretty good about the car, so I was excited to get the race going and see if we even made it better than we had. When we took off, we jumped on the outside lane and, uh, you know, got behind a few guys that were making some good moves and made a couple good moves of our own. And next thing you know, we are up there trying to get the lead. And we ended up uh, coming down pit road second under the caution after about 22 laps. And we didn't need tires because the tires don't wear out. So <clears throat> we got the lead there, and we were able to keep it for a while. And while we were running around the track, you know, they had a wreck on on the front straightaway and a couple other accidents. Um, they clean up the accident and the debris and stuff really well. But there's just, um, I don't know, when the cautions come out, once we restart, you see a lot of uh, paper. And I don't really know why. I think while we're out there running, we keep it kind of blown out of the way and up against the fence or even on the fence. And when we stop running and we sort of get that air calmed down, it all starts to collect on the racetrack somehow. But it's, it, it happens all the time. But anyways, um, I kept seeing this debris, you know, exiting the dog leg down that short chute into turn one. I kept running over paper. And I thought I was... Um, picking it up I'm, you know I'm gonna pick it up because the splitters right on the ground but I thought I wasn't picking it up right at the grill I thought I was kind of picking up to the left and to the right of the grill and then I finally hit this one big piece that I couldn't avoid in time and the uh, temperature shot way up probably about 285 290 degrees we don't want to run them over you know 240 250 but it shot way up and then the water pressure shot way up which is bad that means it starts pushing water out and the whole pre- oil temperature shot way up anyways we cooked the motor pretty good motor started vibrating real bad and uh, i had to get out of the the lead and get out of the draft come down pit road come down pit road took a little fuel and clean up the grill got back out on the track and actually uh unfortunately for others but fortunate enough for us get caution come out pretty soon before we got lapped and uh we were able to get going there and run the rest of the race, but the car just never really had the power. Even on that next restart after that, I, I could tell that we were down some some horsepower. So um, I could get up in the pack and, and get pushed into the back of somebody and then push them away, but my car wasn't nowhere near as offensive as it was at the start of the race. Start of the race, it was awesome. And, you know, one of the other things that I'm excited about is I know the 500 car is a whole whole lot better than this car was so hopefully we can get through the rest of the week and uh have that if that 500 car is still in one piece when we put that thing on the starting grid i got a good feeling about it so we got some qualifying races got to get through some practices and uh if we can mount that car on the grid man i think it's gonna be a fast one i don't know that anybody here has got a car as quick as ours from what i saw just today we got six more practices this week so guys can find some speed from now to, to the race time but out of the box we were the best in my opinion we'll talk to you later hope you guys enjoy dirty Mo radio see you 
Thank you, Dale Jr. Welcome to 2015. It is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. If somebody is ready for the Dale Jr. Download, can somebody please give me a Dale yeah? Dale yeah, Taylor. Dale yeah. Oh, come, come on, on. man. That's, that's no good. Oh! 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 Give me a Dale yeah! Come on, I want a Dale yeah! Taylor just busted out a sleeveless Dale Jr. right... He's, a sleeveless Dale Jr. Wrangler shirt. He's showing off the guns to open off 2015. Look at a, you. This is a gun-free facility, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, listen. Sun's up, guns up. It, man. It's going to snow in a little bit. Are you flexing right now? I can't, I, you, so you are flexing? Now. We, oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, right. that's the way to do it. That's the way to bring that's in this thing. Gotta, First show for 215. I'm, I'm going to start the year in a sleeveless. My boy Davis Williams works here now. That's right. He may or may not have seen this shirt a time or two in a – different state of mind but do you wear that in professional environments i wear this in social environments social environments well, you go to the party with that shirt absolutely on. <laughs> you, you are me? he is one tattoo and a and a hard hat with with two beers <laughs> on top of from talladega <laughs> <laughs> that's right so you hear tj majors the superstar uh yeah. who was on television more than president obama uh we'll talk uh, about what happened crazy qualifying mike davis in charge of Dirty Mo Radio and the 14 different podcasts that we will have for you. He will go through all of those. And uh, Amanda got a new last name. That's right. Wolf, what is it? Wolf Meyer. Okay, there you go. The Wolf. Wolf Meyer. No more Troutman. We just call her Wolfie. Congratulations to her. That's and right. uh, on getting hitched this offseason, she did not get married in the campground at Bristol or the infield at Talladega. <laughs> and she didn't Even, she Even though we tried. Cameras. Yeah, she didn't even let our cameras show up. No, I just – We tried, TJ. Yep, we lost another guy. Lost another one. <laughs> but another but one down. she informed us before this <laughs> show started that she's not yet taking her honeymoon. I know. So that, there is a racetrack in her future. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Are but, you kidding me? But she did go home and reenact the ending of 16 Candles. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even defend herself. I, it, uh, yeah, you know what you I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. Obviously, you just heard from Dale Jr. after the Unlimited. Yes, I've called it the Bud Shootout probably 15 times Bush this weekend as well. Bush, yeah. Bush Flash. Uh, great car. Rocket ship, I thought. Yeah, it was on, fast. On Saturday uh, yeah. night. I mean, picked off the whole field in 10 or 12 laps. When we got the lead, I didn't think they were ever going to get back by us. Yeah. I didn't think they could, to be honest with you. I was – I already sat down and put one leg up. <laughs> <laughs> he's up there on the he's already spider stand. Hey boys, yeah. I'm a, did you go relieve yourself? Go to the bathroom while which, he had the lead? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> it's only seventy five laps, TJ. You could you couldn't Well if they would stop wrecking and getting the red flag. That's no true. One. They did have a lot of wrecks. Uh obviously picking up debris on the grill, it changed everything and uh temperature went up and the car was not the same after that. But uh but still I think Mike, I think just about everybody was pretty fired up after Saturday night with the the performance of the car minus the trash. You know, that race has not been too kind to Dale Jr. recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he had, had crashes in four of the last six races. Um, ever since he won in 2008, we hadn't finished better than eighth since then. And we had some you know pretty miserable finishes just because of crashes and such. So, you know, this this is a weird race because – for whatever reason, you know, you go in thinking, well, it's just an exhibition. I don't need to get my anxiety up too bad. But they race like it's the last race of the season and they're going for a championship. The whole entire race. And I've always wondered, like, what is what is the reason for that? Is it because they've sort of been, like, off for two months and, you know, they're antsy? And even more so, like, they were really aggressive this past Saturday night. And I wonder yeah. if that had to do with the fact that you didn't even have testing 
And now they this is really their first chance to be back in a car yeah. and racing, and they're going to just let it all hang out. I think it's a mixture of all of it. New guy, got guys in new cars trying to prove stuff. You got people with new sponsors trying to prove stuff. Yeah. And I mean, these guys—they love to race. Obviously, they're doing it for a living. So you take them, take them away from what they love to do for a few months and put them back in there. They don't, they're ready to go. Well, I tell you, one person was ready to go. I mean, Dale went from what twenty fourth to fourteenth yeah. in one lap, and then was like in third by lap six. Yeah, we just stayed in the top groove. I knew we would. That's the only way to really go. And we just let the other guys make the mistakes and learn that you can't really do anything on the very bottom. And uh, we ended up where we needed to be. I love that top groove. And, he, and obviously, he has yeah. forever. We had a plan in the beginning um, when the 42 was behind us. We were going to go. It worked in the beginning of the 500 last year, too. And uh, Or was it the beginning of the 500? The 42 went to go with us and hit the wall. But we, he came up again and was like, hey, if you want to go to the top again, we'll just go with you. Yeah. And we went up there. And first chance he got with on the outside, he took it. And, so, shootout uh, had some excitement, unlimited, on uh, on Saturday night. Everybody is complaining about qualifying on Sunday and the format on Sunday, and I'm not here to calm anyone down. Usually, we try to be the voice of reason when people freak out on Reaction Theater or on Twitter or what have you, and we try to build, we try to have a level head about it. The last thing you're going to get is a level head for me. Or sleeves. Or sleeves. Level uh, head or sleeves? Live, live Not it, part of this show today. No sleeves and no <laughs> ration uh, on rational thought. I TJ, I hated the thing, and it's crazy because we we got a we had to watch it unplay through really your eyes and ears on national television on Sunday as my wife and I are yeah. watching it. My wife is saying how ridiculous the the format was. Oh, yeah. on Sunday, but we're watching you. Because they kept showing the spotter stand, and you were the first person there on the spotter stand. You're going running up and down the stand as you go through knockout qualifying, talking to people about when they're going to go. Uh, you, you hear the communication you're having back and forth with Dale Jr. as well. A couple things here, Mike. First of all, the fact that you're going to pick out some guy in the middle of the pack as the winner of qualifying. I, I get that uh, maybe in some other venues, but all the wrecking going on in qualifying – uh, the fact that you're going to pick somebody out, you know, in the middle of a draft as having the best qualifying time, and then everybody's sitting still for two or three minutes because they only want to get one or two laps in. Yeah, that's yeah. not that. That's not how you decide qualifying, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. This is our Super Bowl. Why do we? Want, I still don't understand why the racing's actually. I think the racing's good. You got a guy who has a good car. He can stay up front. If the guys get a run behind him and get enough help, they can get around him. I mean, it's good. There's a lot of – those guys are working hard. They really have to use the air and work really hard when they're going to pass people now. It's not just run up there and pass a guy. Yeah. And I don't know why, if we're going to do stuff like that, why don't we just run heat races or something? Like, uh, this qualifying, you're going to give the guy – the last guy across the line got the pole. What, what is that? What yeah. Are, uh, it's, it's supposed to be the other way around. It's supposed to be the first guy across the line or the fastest guy across, not the guy in the back. You know, so I just don't think there's any really uh, anything. I I don't like I like it for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. But plate tracks or especially the 500, I don't think it's a good way to set it. Let them guys show their speed off from the off season. You know, them guys in the shop. And what are you say? Are you saying just uh, Taylor? You're you're so adamant about it for the Daytona 500 or for all races? It doesn't it doesn't bother me for the other races. It doesn't because I think it adds a lot of intrigue, you know, having knockout qualifying. And I, I've been there and covered it, you know, for PRN in the past. And I think it's a lot of fun. It builds a lot of interest instead of just seeing one at a time. But at the Daytona 500, 
you know, I thought Clint Boyer, what he said after the race, I thought was great. You know, he, everybody's ready for him to blame Reed Sorensen for completely destroying his car and Reed's car. And he said, you know what? I'm not blaming Reed Sorensen. I would have done the same thing if I'm a guy that is trying to race my way into the 500. I would have tried to block somebody too. Yeah. I blame NASCAR. I blame peop- the, the format for putting this in this position. Uh, no, I, it, like Clint said, you work six months in the offseason. I want to see what Greg Ives and the 88 team and TJ and Junior and everybody that's associated with the team, how hard they've been working to come down to Daytona and see the piece that they've got down there. That's yeah. that's what I want to see, like you just said. I don't want to see some guy that – and good, listen, it's a great story. Jeff Gordon's got the pole in his last Daytona 500. One of Junior's teammates, Jimmy's on the outside of row one. That's great for the sport. I have no problem with who won the poll. I have a problem with the way they won the poll. You know, yeah. that, that's uh, yeah, my issue. Yeah, but you could make that argument even before they change this format. And this is – I've really thought about it, and I've tried to come in with an objective opinion on what I truly feel about it and not just kind of go with the court of po- uh, you know, public opinion. Because let me tell you something, on Saturday, if there was a chance to pile on, they were piling on as far as, you know, oh, yeah. uh, piling on the NASCAR and, sure. and complaining about the format. So – I always, here's one thing I always expect. I always expect a driver that wrecks or finishes poorly to not like anything about restrictor plate racing, and that also includes the qualifying format. Yeah. I also expect a driver that wins to love it or to not complain about it. And that, this has been the case ever since we've been going to Talladega and ever since we've been going to Daytona. We, we win those things, and we love restrictor plate racing. That's Dale kind of racing. Yeah. But when we crash, we can't leave that place fast enough. You know, like, you know the heck with this stuff. So – I, you know, I understand the uh, frustration of Boyer and some of these other guys. I go. I agreed the, with Kurt Busch for the first time in my life. I mean, in my life. And I'll, what he said. I'll go back to disagreeing with every other thing that he says. But <laughs> he said he said the same thing. He said it's like bingo balls is what he said. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's so fluky. Yeah. I mean, if, if you tell me, if, like if the argument is let's change this format because of safety, I get it. Because that doesn't look real safe. Yeah. The way it's – if it's because it's a circus – all you've done is confirm what NASCAR wanted to change it to that thing in the first place. They want the circus, and NASCAR even said it after uh, the qualifying round the other day. You know, it was Steve O'Donnell said, listen, hey, what are we in here talking about? We're talking about qualifying, aren't we? That never happened before. We're in here talking about qualifying. That's what they wanted. Now, if you're to tell me that you're rewarding a car that mid-pack that otherwise shouldn't be up there, yeah. I would say that that's the way Daytona 500 qualifying has been ever since they put restrictor plates on those cars. Let's be mindful of fan interest and what's going to build the most intrigue, TJ, and also what's the best way to do it. What do you say? I mean, if you're going to do it that way, I, I think if I think let them race. If you're going to let them race, not. But they're going to crash and complain. Well, just they're gonna, you know what? It's fine. But I would much rather do what TJ said and have heat races yeah, and I say, would. look, you got a five-minute clock, go. Go. Uh, line them up, run. Line, run. Line I think them I read up. a Whoever deal. Wins, wins. Yeah, 20 lapper. Let's go. No pit stop unless you need to. You can pit if you want. Run a 20 lapper. First guy across the line. I love Bam. heat races. I love heat races. I yeah. think that you you are tinkering with the fact that your Daytona 500 has all backup cars. <laughs> well, we're doing that right. already. Yeah, we, I mean, we, look we at, just did that. We just did look that at, with the I last guy session, on the lead yeah. lap winning qualifying. Session two, we're we're try, we're dodging him in the middle of the back stretch. Do you I see mean, what I'm saying? Like, listen. Last year's poll winner was Austin Dillon. Was he? Did, yeah. did you go in there thinking Austin Dillon is the car to beat for the Daytona 500? The year before no. it was Danica Patrick. No, I understand Did you think that. it was Danica Patrick, the one to beat? No, but you knew. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I know, it does. You're right. It, it doesn't. It almost never determines who the winner is going to be, or who's the best car, or who the best car is. I'm just saying it was really silly 
to let the last yeah. car on the lead lap get the pole. Did you enjoy all those cars sitting on pit road? Did you and TJ is running yeah, I, up and down you. the spotter stand I don't trying mind, to ask I don't mind somebody when it. they're going to go? I don't mind that was figuring silly, this all though. out, but I'd rather – I just think there's a better way to pick the the pole winner for the 500. You know, I just yeah. think there's a better way – not that not that Jimmy and Jeff didn't earn the front row, but I would rather I would rather know that they beat other guys by outracing them, not by sitting there the longest. Well, that's right. what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, we're right. here to race, not here to go across the line last. Does anybody have a problem with the duels determining who starts number three through forty three? Does anybody have a problem with that format? No, I didn't have a that's problem. That's a heat with, race to me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. So why are we doing something so incredibly different to set the pole? than we're doing for the rest of the entire field. I just don't. Another thing that happened, and I don't know if you know this or not, that group one that went out, they were at a pretty big disadvantage because of that wreck. Your third lap is usually the fastest yeah. lap. They only got two laps because of that wreck. They were going around to finish their third when that wreck happened. So, And basically group two is what you want to be in because if everyone you know, if everyone in group one kind of splits up a little bit and they only get two laps, yeah. if our whole group just goes out together and we run as a pack, we're all going to transfer. The whole group will transfer because we'll all run faster than them guys. We should probably say that Dale Jr. qualified 10th and before his time was disallowed, but we should say that yeah. that, that, that uh, he ended up 10th fastest on the speed charge. Mm -hmm. Your strategy, he made it through the first round, made it through the second round, went into the third round, and uh, you guys got one run in, right? We got one lap. You got one lap, and that was like at the very tail end. So you guys are yeah. sitting there, and you – you registered the t uh, your tenth fastest time uh, in that lap, and then there were guys that finished behind Dale that got their lap in, squeezed it in right at the mm -hmm. nick of time. Everyone that finished behind Dale got their yeah yeah right yeah. yeah. And then obviously we have to talk about post race inspection. Yeah. So what happened there? You know I don't I don't I don't know exactly what they said. Just a little bit too low, and it, it's not uncommon. I mean we're trying to get everything out of it we can get out of these cars, and and for a car to be a Sixteenth, or an eighth, too low, or whatever. That that stuff just happens. I mean, you'll you'll see it a few times a year. It's nothing to worry so, about for performance wise. I don't. For, I don't. I mean, obviously, I would, don't want to start twenty fourth, but I've already started there once and we're, was leading a few laps later. That's so, right. so I'm not. I don't want to be back there, but I'm pretty confident in our ability to get up through there. All well, right. So this is the part where you know I'm a little bit nervous. Not very nervous, but just a little bit nervous. The guy that won the Daytona 500 last year might not be in this year's Daytona 500. Well, he's not locked in now. People yeah. want people listen. In today's society, everybody wants a guarantee. Yeah, and 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 that's we got to fall short of a guarantee. But I like our chances. Do you want? Do you understand how it I is? I want right you now? to help me understand. Okay. It. Basically, this is it. Jeff Gluck actually tweeted something, a picture. You know, the front row is set. Right. Okay. Uh, positions 3 through 32 are determined by how the, the two duels. Okay. Then your positions 33 through 36 is based off the, the four best qualifying speeds. They take no. the ba four fastest speeds. Overall. Of, of all three rounds. So, you could actually have set the fastest speed in the second round. Yeah. And, and not have so. Junior wasn't one of those top four. Uh, wasn't in that group. We weren't far from it. We though. weren't far from it, but he wasn't. Yeah, so he didn't sure. get p position thirty-three to thirty-six. So those people are locked in. Because they're of locked that. in. Got it. They're locked in. Thirty-seven through forty-two goes off last year's points. Okay, we finished eighth in in the owners' points. Okay, Jeff Gordon, who is was one of the guys that finished in front of us. Okay, 
Well, he's locked in. Yeah. So now you take uh, you got seven guys yeah, in front now of we're you. One spot forward. Now from that. right. Well, Jimmy, that uh, Jimmy did not finish in front. No, he's behind us. Okay. So now that if, with Jeff Gordon out of the mix, that means there's seven guys. Uh, you know that. Okay. Are there, well, that's uh, 37 through 42 is six positions. Here's all that has to happen, and regardless of where Dale Jr. finishes, and this is simply it: Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kozlowski, and Kenseth. If any of those guys finished in the top 15 of their duel, then Junior's in. One of okay? those. And one of those Just guys. one of them. Just one of those guys that I mentioned has to finish in the top 15 of their duel, and Junior's in. Because that'll move us in. up. Y'all, y'all explaining this to me while I'm wearing this sleeveless shirt is just gold, by the way. I yeah. look so bewildered <laughs> right feels, now. It feels accurate, actually. Like, like if we have to explain this, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be to somebody with – Wearing a sleeveless. Yeah, no sleeveless. Wearing a sleeveless. No, it, no actually, the truth is it is confusing. It but is, yeah. The, the important thing, a lot of tweets this week, like, how can Junior not be locked in? Well, this is why. But so, is there a better chance of me becoming the sexiest man alive for People Magazine? You're close already, just or, in your sleeve shirt, or Junior yeah. missing the race. I would say it's probably a well. It's neck and neck. Well, in, in reality, the thing that's unnerving is this is Daytona, and you just don't know what happens. Like, yeah. you know, massive pileups. Yeah, all these crazy things that's can happen true. in a duel. But of those six drivers, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Joe Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kozlowski, Kidsett, one of them finishes top fifteen in their their duel. Junior's in. Now, four of those guys are in the first one, and Junior's in the first one. So you got Harvick, Logano, Kozlowski, Kenseth all in the first duel. You got Newman and Kozlowski, uh, N- Newman and Hamlin in the second duel. Yeah, you know what gives me the most confidence is what Junior said at the, at the end of what he said at the beginning of this podcast, and that is he thinks the 500 car is even better than what they raced on Saturday night. That's yeah. really fast. And just if, obviously, if you guys can get through practice, yeah. you know, uh, and get it to the show – on Sunday, then yeah. I think everybody will be confident. Well, we've we've failed at that before, so <laughs> <laughs> it was not, not by your, you know, it's just luck. Yeah, yeah. well, Robbie Gordon destroyed that pole right. car that one time. Yeah, That's that. right. Oh, it, you it, guys are coming at speed, no problem. I'm make you get behind me. That we, we won the pole for that race, and then the first practice uh, yeah, that he, Wednesday, he could, we we got it crashed. Yeah, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's uh, good at these qualifying races. No, though. I'm not. I'm, you, I'm not worried about that. I, I I think that, like you said, TJ, with all the speed you guys have shown, if you guys start, you know, 20- that car is fast, man. It it was it was actually catching a pack of cars, like about four or five cars in one practice, because I sent him out there to make a single car run. I'm like, ah, he'll never catch him. And I kept time in the interval because you want to stay about seven seconds behind cars to get a clean run. I looked twice. I was like, he's not catching him, is he? And so I started time in the interval, and he started creeping in, and I'm like, ah. Man, you can't be having this. I tell you what's really fun is that we're all fired up about racing again. Ain't that the truth? That is, it's been the off season, and everybody's been tweeting at us, wondering when we're coming back and doing these podcasts and everything. I know you got a lot of announcements of everything else that's going to go on a little bit later on in this podcast. But it's it's fun to be fired up about racing again, about Dale Jr., about this team, about TJ, about Greg Ives, about. Amanda changing her last name about all these things that are about me wearing a sleeveless and it's like negative three Dave, outside. Davis Williams way. works for Junior Motorsports. <laughs> That's I mean, right. There's so many, he's going to be helping out with uh, podcasts you got uh, later in the week. So we've got a lot of things to be fired up about. That's for sure. Well, I tell you what, I'm really excited about a new segment that we're going to have this year on the Dale Junior Download. It's sponsored by Nationwide. You know, Dale Junior's uh, longtime partners. Uh, long-time partners of Junior Motorsports, and they, they're on board with uh, Dirty Mo Radio this year. We're going to be interviewing people behind the scenes 
that are you know have something to do with Dale Jr. Whether it's in his life, his career, uh, this race team, it could just be friends. It could be all of the above. I think the uh, I think the person that we have for this very first one is uh, all of the above. This is Aunt Kathy, or she actually goes by the name Kathy Watkins, but we call her Aunt Kathy. Uh, welcome to the studio. How are you doing today? I'm good, Mike. Thank you for having me. Kathy, why, how are you uh, Dale Jr.'s aunt? Tell us how this works. Dale Sr. was my younger brother. Dale Sr. You I the, say senior with much caution because, trust me, he did not like being called senior. But did you ever slip up and call him senior? No, absolutely not. You just call him Dale? Actually, we called him Big E. Big E and Little E. Really? Mm-hmm. That's correct. And he liked, so he liked that nickname. He went along with it. We actually had hats uh, back in the day when my husband Mike and I started doing trackside souvenirs in 96 with the NASCAR, America's number one motorsport product. And then we moved right into running Dale Jr.'s, what was the Bush series then, and yeah. the Nationwide series last year, Xfinity, Xfinity series right. this year. We did his trackside souvenir trailer for AC Delco, and they did a cap, uh, which was uh, Action Sports Image at the time, did caps. One said Big E, and one said Little E. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. It was just a, it was just a letter. One <laughs> uh -huh. was like a capital E, one yep. was a small. Uh, and, yeah. and we couldn't keep them. We couldn't keep them on the trailers. And so after that, it was real easy yeah. Uh, because after Dale Jr. came into the sport, when it started becoming an issue to know which Dale are you talking about, and so we always said Big E, Lily, and even around at the house, say, hey, Big E, what's up? And Back in the day when you guys were going to racetracks to watch Ralph, your dad, what, what, what vehicle did the Earnhardt's all pile into to go to the racetrack? Um, we... As a family, we never owned a Chevrolet or a Ford. We had Pontiacs, Oldsmobiles, and Plymouths. Okay, yeah. And so back in the day, I just remember this green Oldsmobile that um, we traveled back and forth to the tracks in, and then there was a black and white Oldsmobile with the big fins on the back. I don't remember the year. Um, and then the the only car that I remember that Daddy bought brand new was a Plymouth Fury 3. You know, All when right. it came out with the Fury 1, Fury 2, and Fury 3. Well, he bought a, uh, the Fury 3, and it was about the time I got my driver's license. I think I was the first person to wreck it. I backed into a telephone pole. Well, that's a tremendous honor, <laughs> the, the first person to wreck the Fury 3. Congratulations on I that. I didn't tell him, but the next morning <laughs> he said, what happened to my car? And the trunk was buckled up. <laughs> But I didn't check it that night. I just drove off. I just came home. So you had three other uh, siblings. So you had Dale, who was younger, Randy. Actually, uh, four. Four. Kay, the oldest. That's right. You had four. So where's everybody sitting? Are y'all just piled up in the back? Well, at the time, the boys got to ride with Daddy sometimes in the truck. Okay. Pull the, tr uh, the race car. So uh, there was usually at least one of them in the truck, and we Kay didn't really care about going. We didn't always go. I always wanted to go, and it was real emotional for me when Daddy got to pull out of the yard and one of the boys got to go because as a girl, I never got to go. I was always real jealous of that. But um, we'd just pile up in the Oldsmobile or whatever uh, year it was, whatever car it was, and usually had a packed lunch and baskets full of food in the back or there were people at the racetrack or we went by their houses before we went to Columbia or Greenville or Savannah or wherever we were going that that particular race and cook up all this food and then have a big picnic in the infield. You've so. been here at Junior Motorsports 
uh, now probably, what, two years? Working on two years. But you've been, as you were talking about uh, with the uh, souvenir trailers and all that, you've been directly affiliated with Dale Jr.'s career from a souvenir standpoint. Since 98. For, for since 98. Mm -hmm. uh, Dale Jr., obviously it's no secret, he runs the, he rules the souvenir game. Mm -hmm. uh, he's always the top selling. Why is that? Well, it, it, is it because of you? <laughs> <laughs> no and if it was i'd say it wasn't but no it doesn't have anything to do with me i'm sure that when he started driving um in the uh, bush series nationwide series xfinity series it was about the fact that him and his dad both were racing and the swarm of people obviously that came to the track to buy uh biggies uh souvenirs said, so, well, we got to have Dale Jr. too. And honestly, uh, one of my best memories of selling Dale Jr. souvenirs was when we went to Homestead, the final race, and he had to start the race before we could unveil the championship uh, apparel. And there were people standing at the counter, you know, just waiting for the flag to drop so we could unveil and sell them that stuff. And I mean, lines of people. And I'm thinking, why aren't you in there watching the race? They didn't care. But all he had to do was start that race to clinch that championship. And it was exciting because we got to take the covers down and say, da-da. And obviously, we sold most everything we had. And it didn't hurt that Big Dale's uh, helicopter landed right behind us on the helicopter pad so the fans got a bit special treat on that because he was actually there because they weren't running that week you know that particular weekend it was just the nationwide series so very exciting is there an item that you've sold either out of that trailer or out of this junior nation store that even you think is why are we selling this like we were a little notorious for strapping dale jr's name or face on something and selling it i mean like We've had dog leashes. We got we got garden gnomes. I don't know if we actually. I have them. a garden gnome in my garden. Thank so you, you even got one. Absolutely. Well, is there something? Is there something where even you tap the brakes a little bit? And go. Well, now I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't seen it. You, Not it, yet. It flies with you. <laughs> it flies with you. There's a couple of things that I kind of chuckle and giggle because I wouldn't buy. I can't really. Like what? Well, there's toilet paper, there's wait, wait. toilet seats. Wait a second, whoa. <laughs> there's Dale Jr. toilet paper? I don't know. I know Big Dale. There was some for Big Dale at one time. There was, was Intimidator think, toilet paper? I think it was a bootleg item. I don't think it was actually licensed. But you bought some from No, no, oh, no. I don't know. Oh, no, no, I don't no. know. No, I think. What happens if you go home? I think Big Dale haters made that, said, here, buy this and <clears throat> with Dale you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I, listen, <laughs> I would be willing to bet that if you made Dale Earnhardt Jr. toilet paper, it would sell. You, you remember the little stickers of the little boy uh, urinating on a number? Yeah, Whoever you loved or hated, that number was out there. And I usually saw either the number three or the number 24. Yeah. I thought it was always pretty comical because whatever number you put there, you're advertising for them too, you right. know, and if it's somebody you didn't like, say, well, they don't like them, so I'm not going to like them, you know, I'm going to like the other guy. It was always fun. Okay, so, all right, I got to get back on this. Adele, all right, so let's just say, forget the toilet paper, but you're saying that there's a, <laughs> was there actually a toilet seat? I think for Big Dale, now I've not seen all of Dale Jr.'s items. I have seen uh, a cowboy hat that just came in here last week with Mountain Dew all over the top and around the back and on the sides. And it's oh, is it made out of the uh, 
cardboard. Uh, no, it's a cowboy hat. It's actually sitting up in my store. This is interesting. I, you know what? I think uh, I want to have you on regularly on the Dale Jr. Dallin because <laughs> you do run the Junior Nation store. It's here at Junior Motorsports where the Dirty Mo Radio is taped. And we've got things in the store all the time. And we've got fans in here all the time. There are fans in here right now, as a matter of fact. And you keep this thing really, you know, fresh with ideas, new uh, merchandise, the, the latest Dale Jr. stuff. And it does quite well. And I think that you're an interesting person just from your history. <laughs> but you're also the person that knows how to get things here. I mean, you've got some, you know, the shirts, the hats, all this new stuff. What is selling the best right now? Right now, um, well, you know, it. it the Del Yeah T's probably been one of our biggest hits. The Dirty My Radio, oh, yeah. Del Yeah T. Keep going, please. I mean, I, I am not shining your... Whatever. whatever. Shining my whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact that last year when one of your um, loyal fans, you know, calls in reaction, Del Yeah, and you ran with that idea, it has absolutely, for a single T-shirt... That has absolutely, in my opinion, nothing on it that says racing except Delia has been. It was phenomenal. And I'm just looking for something. You've got to do something to follow that. You know, once you set that benchmark, you got to keep it up. Are but we getting new Delia shirts this year? We've got some in design, and I certainly hope so. But you had a great idea. And, I mean, you, it's going to be hard to beat Delia and Dale Jr.'s autographed helmets. Well, Aunt Kathy, I appreciate you being on our very first uh, Takes a Nation uh, segment uh, presented by Nationwide. Remember to follow Nationwide on Facebook and on Twitter at Nationwide88 for behind-the-scenes coverage of all things Dale Jr. Nationwide is on your side. And let me tell you that Nationwide, that their Twitter account and their Facebook account, I am now believing that that's the best place to follow Dale Jr. stuff. Like, I think they beat us. They have been absolutely killing it with the Dale Jr. content for that race team and for everything around him. So, again, on Twitter, it's at Nationwide88. On Facebook, it's Nationwide88. It is a must-follow if you're a Dale Jr. fan. All right, and guess what we're also fired up about? Our amazing partner, Spy, is back for another season of the Dale Jr. Download. If you haven't experienced their happy lens yet, you need to. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection, which, of course, has the happy lens. It includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Enter discount code Daytona at checkout and receive 20% off of your purchase. That totally threw me off. I know you're ready to say Dale, yeah, or all one word, yeah. Dirty Mo Radio. And I will say that their 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 polarized sunglasses are pretty awesome. Hey, listen, like, all you got to do is enter code are. Daytona. Daytona. There you go. <laughs> Tona. <laughs> Tona. Why did they have yeah discount code Tona? Yeah, like your shirt, Daytona. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I mean, this was, that was a very special <laughs> night for you, that, TJ, that right was. here. July second, two thousand ten. Yeah, yep. That's in the yeah. Wrangler in the number three car. It was. Yep. was I still got hats night. from that victory lane. It's pretty there cool. It's an awesome shirt. I bought this in Bristol and tore the sleeves off <laughs> right after before I even got into the track. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't I, even done swiping his car, and he's like, <laughs> "I know you guys are ready for reaction theater." All right, Miss Amanda, what do we have? Damn! Oh, how good does it feel to have cars back on the track? And not only that, but to watch an Earnhardt do what an Earnhardt does, and that is tear up Daytona. Those first few laps of the Sprint Unlimited would have been unbelievable if it would have been any other driver 
than Dale Earnhardt Jr. But why not pass 18 cars in the first four laps? Because that's what we do! Oh, I'm so pumped! And even that qualifying stuff, I know people said they weren't happy about it, but you know what? It's the first time I've been excited about qualifying in a long time. Normally I'd just DVR that crap and fast forward to watch the 88 pair up a fast lap. But that worked. Guys, welcome to 2015. So glad to have NASCAR season going, and so glad to see Dirty Mo Radio going. Yeah. Hell yeah. He'd be super excited about a heat race then, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just it. let the person that crosses the start-finish line first get the pole. I, yeah. Tearing up cars does bother me, but if you want – I get what O'Donnell is saying about creating more interest, more buzz. They certainly have done that. But having the guy that finished last on the lead lap get the pole, that doesn't make any sense. you got to feel like you earned it more right? when that happens. Either you go the fastest yeah. straight up by yourself – or you beat a whole bunch of other guys doing it, like racing them, not just right. staying in line. You should receive no credit for waiting on pit road. Yeah. To me. Now, and listen, Jeff Gordon still might have won the poll. That's right. If yeah. they went out so at the same what, time. So what, what, what did Jimmy Johnson do that you you couldn't have done that session? I don't understand your question. I mean, you he could have sat around. You, you could have sat on pit yeah. road, followed them cars off. You, you could have right. been oh, the Daytona so. 500 pole sitter. Well, I'll, I'll work on you that. You know what? Week. I'm gonna yeah. t- I'm gonna email Jimmy and ask him that. Do you think Mike Davis could have put in a lap as fast? Well, as Michael, I mean, Michael Waltrip won the pole. Didn't he say a drunk monkey could do that? Exactly. <laughs> That's what Boris said when I used to spot for him. Said a monkey could drive Talladega. <laughs> well, well, maybe not some drunk people in the infield. But anyway, let's go uh, to the next one. Some days use the trash and some days use the grill. But that 88 car sure did look good out front, didn't it? TJ Majors, you're the rock star spotters, man. Great job calling that race. And Greg Ives, my only critique for you, just uh, maybe instead of saying the lap count that you see on the pylon, maybe just uh, call them as like, you know, two to go coming to the line instead of three to go. And maybe Dale could have made a little better moves on those last couple laps. I guess he's talking uh, Yeah, good race, boy. Yeah, the unlimited. Get him in 500, three beers. I don't think Junior had the horses no matter what lap that pylon said. I don't remember ever being. Yeah, and he. We weren't in a position to go. Greg actually, we um, Greg actually counts the laps down to me. I didn't even know he was on channel one. If he did, but most of the time, those last few laps are pretty busy, and he normally counts them down to me in my other ear, and then I I relay them in that bunch of jumble that I'm talking at that time. So, um, no, Greg's doing great, by the way. I tell you what, I you know, listen, it's just one race. But he, yeah. I mean, that guy, you can clearly tell why he was part of something so special yeah. last year, why he's been part of all these championships. I'm the excited past. for the people to get to know him. I mean, I mean he's, he's he's not a guy who's who's got, you know, uh, deer in the headlights. Nah, this guy, he, you can tell, he has been well, in this yeah. game a long time. Well, yeah, he definitely does have deer in the headlights look because, uh, let's see, in his first weekend – he stayed out on old tires and took a gamble yeah, on that. First and time then, ever. And he also failed a post-race or post-qualified yeah, inspection. Yeah. So welcome, boom, welcome, welcome to the cup welcome race, yeah. Chief. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, are we are we gonna are we okay with getting in trouble once in a while now? Is that okay? Heck yeah, we're yeah, trying. Does that mean we're trying? It, yeah. If they All want right. their crew chief to have balls, I think he just proved he has some. <laughs> Beautiful. He does. In honor of Valentine's Day yesterday, I wore my red number eight Dale Earnhardt Jr. jacket. Beautiful. Timeless, got lots of looks. Good luck, Dale, in the 500. Pulling for you, guy. Take care. 
I wonder if it had sleeves. I wonder if there's anything. Oh, under, I'm wondering if there's anything underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where we were going. Not, I knew it. Not an old soft door bumper clear T-shirt couldn't <laughs> fix. <laughs> get yours today. Follow TJ Majors. Don't on get Twitter. yours today. I don't have any more. Shirts. Oh no, you you can always make more. Who's next? Wow, after three long months, it's great to hear Mike's voice on that voicemail again. Second of all, congratulations to Amanda on her wedding. Uh, yeah. To the race, Junior Nation, we need to coordinate when we throw trash out on the track. <laughs> you know, a piece here and there, it helps them out. But when we get too many pieces on that grill, it That's hurts right. his engine. And uh, so, Joey Logano, I got this song for you. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Man, what do I have to do anymore to get these uh, called on reaction theaters? Ridiculous. Hey, Dale, yeah. There you go. You're on. There yeah, yeah. Singing all you gotta always do, works. All you got to do is sing some <laughs> Let sing It Go. Frozen. Sing a little Frozen, frozen man. What did, uh, what did John Travolta call her? Adele Dezeem or whatever? Messed up her name. Yeah, that's all you got to do is just throw it on there and you'll make it onto uh, Reaction Theater. Now, listen, everybody was in concert in unison at Talladega one year. Or Pocono. When they threw uh, Beer Kids at Jeff Gordon. That's right. Beer Kids at <laughs> Jeff Gordon. And, and they, they strategically got that hot dog wrapper yeah. on Kozlowski's bumper at Pocono. Yeah, that's true. Uh, last yeah. year. So yeah. just got to work on it down there in Florida, guys. What goes around comes around. That's for that's sure. That's true. Who's next? Well, in my Forrest Gump voice, I'm pretty tired and drunk. Call in hot tonight. That's the way it goes. But you know what? Tonight didn't have any points. It was all about the cash money. Next week, it's to 500. So qualify good tomorrow. Get ready for Thursday night. Turn it on Thursday night. Get ready for Sunday. Dale Jr.'s the man. It's going to be a great year. And that damn nation I called us good. Go get them, boys. It does look good, by the way. Hey, were you guys uh, surprised or not surprised that Kevin Harvick was in a pit road dust-up after this? Of course he is. Of course he is. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I mean, it I have a feeling is. Harvick is going to be in a lot of them this year. Yeah. I'm calling that right now. He's going to be in a lot of them. And he has the greatest bleep-eating grin on his face, oh, too. Yeah. Like, he just loves it. I mean, just he thrives on it. And Logano, to his credit, has finally been around long enough to say, you know what, man, that's just – um, that's Jeff or Kevin being Kevin, you know. But uh, oh yeah, there's going to be plenty of that, and I I, there's going to be. I mean, I, get ready for Sunday. Yeah. If if, yeah. if Saturday or Sunday this of this past week is any indication, yeah, I don't think you'll see on Thursday. No, and yeah, Sunday, that, that that was like everyone was super aggressive that race, but you know, and not that I'm sticking up for Joey or anything. He's just trying to get Kevin up there and give him a run. He was, I mean, he didn't drive down that corner saying, you know, I'm gonna knock this gun into the <laughs> wall right here. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you something. You, that's a good point. The Unlimited always, their emotions and their uh, anger yeah, always comes out more than they do in the 500. And Dell, like, I don't think we were close to being in a fight, but the only few times I remember having any real big issues after a race, it, one of them was after the uh, the Unlimited. Yeah. It's, with Denny Hamlin. <clears throat> and that was years yeah, ago. Yeah. It was, it was like 2000, I don't know, five or six, and I think Junior caused a wreck coming to the finish line. Um, it's great to have all this kind of stuff going yeah. on again. It's just it's one yeah. of the things yeah. that makes NASCAR fun, you know, is just all the drama that we've got. All right, who's next? Man, I've been waiting for this since November 2nd. But I can tell you one thing. Everybody's worried about the height of the car, and I can tell you what it is. I saw a tweet the other day with Chad Canal supposedly waxing the 88. I'm pretty sure he wasn't waxing it. We all know what he was doing. Hell yeah. Putting trash on the grill? I know what he's talking about. There was a tweet. I think Dale Jr. tweeted it, or somebody did. It was in the, the car was in the shop, and uh, and Canals was down there, kind of uh, inspecting or doing something with the uh, nose of the eighty-eight. 
And so they were making jokes about that. Hashtag like, blame JJ, huh? Well, <laughs> I, 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 that, that hashtag never gets old. So no, they, it doesn't. If that's what you want to go with it. No, that, I mean, you know, I, it does apply. I saw him recently and uh, blamed him for everything that happened that night. And he just said, man, I can't ever win. You know where that started, I think? It started with um, blame Stremmy. That was the original blame. And then it, then he kind of went away, so we had to have someone else. Someone, someone to blame. Well, I can tell you this. Two years ago when Jimmy did not allow Junior to get his lap back at Martinsville, this yeah. podcast completely <laughs> went crazy. Yes. That's right. Ever since then, it's been wild. Who's next? i got to be honest with you. When I saw the 19 out there on the track, I was wondering how the hell Jeremy Mayfield got back in the NASCAR. That's funny. Uh, it's a weird-looking paint scheme. i got to get used to that one. But I will say, the Nationwide 88, that blue and white sure is purdy. I love that blue and white. Go Big Blue. Is I got, that Datto? That's Datto, and i got to be honest with you, Datto. I do, that's... too. It is. It does take some getting used to. You know, you're forever – you're used to watching a red and white car, and then when when you come over to Hendrick, you see the the dew colors, and you're trying to get used to green. And now, yeah, I mean it does. It takes some getting, but I I do think it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I had a lot of people come up to me out of nowhere and be like, "Man, that car looks really good." So I, yeah, I did. I thought so. A lot of the other spotters think so too. That's what a lot of people were telling me. So I've never heard a call from Dado so calm and like it's like he just yeah. came out it of surgery and he's still not got his senses together. Jeremy Mayfield <laughs> <laughs> shot in there. Yeah, Old he Mayfield. act like we never even raced yet. Yeah, normally he's all wound up about. Yeah, something. usually he's the one without the sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Well, and standing on a school bus. And, That's right. And yes. he doesn't even have an opinion about qualifying. He's That's sick. right. That's He's sick. Paint scheme. He'll get He's going. sick. All right. Yeah, he'll get going. All right. Ives will make some mistake, you know, and <laughs> we <laughs> will. He'll get, he'll get going. That's well, right. Well, yep. he's been waiting since November 2nd. That's a little early, isn't it? Yeah. We were still racing after that. <laughs> I think you're going to like this last one, though. All right. As I'm driving up 95 here back from Daytona from the Unlimited, I'm thinking – you know, if I'd have told TJ to run to the bathroom when I ran into him at Jimmy John's around 12.30 today before the race, maybe Junior would have done better. And, you know, I kid because I care, but, you know, TJ, you, you did a great job. You are arguably the best spotter out there as far as, they, as Daytona and Talladega goes. Mm. And don't get a big head because I said that. But, you know, <laughs> the car, if the car is seven-eighths as good as it was today and the Daytona 500... Junior's got nothing to worry about. Greg Ives has got this car down on lock, and it seems like, I mean, that car was just amazing. He came up, he was in the top five within five laps, and uh, everything he was, Junior was saying nothing on the radio as I was listening on the um, on the uh, fan mission there at the track. Just keep at it. Don't worry about it. The Daytona 500, you can be back-to-back for only the third or fourth time ever in the history of the Daytona 500. Guys, I'm out. Oh, and hashtag 10 beers. You know, listen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said he was driving. He said he's driving. And then, you know, listen. Oh, my in, God. In all, <laughs> in all seriousness, get the hell off the road, dude. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going to have 10 beers, uh, that's not fun at all. Yeah. Nobody wants to see any of that. But uh, you're a pretty good spotter when it comes to Daytona arguably. and Talladega. Arguably. 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 When it comes to just Daytona and Talladega. Yeah. I mean. The rest of the, just take the rest of the year off. You know, Pocono, Martinsville <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> no. None of that. Yeah. Sweat Pocono. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Yeah. You know, listen, I don't want to live in a world where Tim is on your side on anything. Who? This guy? That's Timmy, isn't it? Is that Timmy? T- yeah. it, he sounded very mild-mannered. 
uh, for Timmy. I mean, you met him in Jimmy John's, apparently. What, you don't even you didn't oh, know Oh, that was Tim was? Brock? Yeah. Oh. oh he didn't, didn't sound very calm compared he didn't, to He didn't introduce himself, his name. He said hi. He didn't say, I mean, no. he didn't. Well, yeah. he's driving and he's drank 10 beers, yeah. so. Yeah, well. Be careful out there, my friend. Well, you had a nice-looking family, Tim. Reaction Theater's <laughs> open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free like it's 1983, 1-855-740-1902. First of all, try to find a pay phone. Secondly, we'll take care of the pay for it, 1-855-740-1902. Leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Now, how cool is all this? You got Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, which is back. Uh, they've got a new sponsor, Wella Professionals. That's right. For this year, Ken and Ann Schrader. The Schraders oh. are on with Kelly. Could do a whole season with Schrader. To share some uh, stories. Uh, obviously, it was a very emotional time 14 years ago for all of us, and especially for Ken Schrader there on the track in Daytona. So uh, Kelly and Ken and Ann will share some stories. You will not want to miss that on Wednesday. Thursday, Dirty Mo Radio is bringing you a new podcast. Junior Motorsports up front. Tune in as co-hosts Regan Smith and Heath White break down the topics of the week, plus bring on some surprise guests along the way. Regan is fired up about this. Yeah, did you notice I all think the he tweets? already booked his first guest, too. Yeah, he texted me. <laughs> well, when were you guys going down to Daytona? It was uh, whatever day it was, Thursday morning. And uh, Regan says, I already have my first guest, and uh, he got Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so. Great get. By, uh, Way to go. And uh, keep your eyes and ears uh, peeled for another new podcast right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Said Jr., presented by Nationwide, will bring you full audio from Dale Jr.'s press conferences and group media sessions as they happen throughout the year. That's uh, Said Jr., presented by Nationwide. So that's going to be really cool. And, of course, Amanda's got the uh, Monday recap presented by Spy. They take a look at the uh, full weekend Junior Motorsports Xfinity truck and late model teams as well as Dale's Sprint Cup Series. I am fired up for this season. I really am. I, Daytona, got a good attitude about that, but I, I think this is going to be a big year for Junior Motorsports and the 88 team, Mike. Man, you got to hope. I mean, uh, they, they, they're starting out good, got the new team. I think the world of Greg Ives, uh, I think he's going to also probably take some – he might make some mis mistakes here and there, and we got to remember that that's all part of it. It's a long season. But I'm telling you, the guy's sharp. He's sharp. Uh, I, I wouldn't want anybody else on that pit box. Most importantly, TJ, all you can do is have the right attitude and be incredibly prepared, and the team is exactly that. Yeah, we'll be prepared. Everything's going great, man. The team's great. I mean, I, it's. Uh, I'm looking really forward to it. Everyone, everyone's focused, and and you know, we're still everyone's smiling, man. So looking forward to it. Let's throw the white flag. Let's do it. White flag right there, white flag. You know, we still don't have a sponsor for this thing, Taylor, so do you have anything to improve your lifestyle or your personal well-being? <laughs> yeah, I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd like to throw out a shout-out to Wrangler. I'm wearing a, a Wrangler T-shirt. Okay. I'm wearing okay. some Wrangler jeans right now <laughs> and some Wrangler boots. Okay, so yeah. So white this, flag, sponsored by Wrangler. This, this one is presented by Wrangler. Real, uh, comfortable jeans. <laughs> we'll start with Daytona. Obviously, we get a lot of questions about where Dell Jr. will be appearing. Here's the best one for you. Team Chevy stage on Sunday, February 22nd, 10.20 a.m. Eastern time. It's open to the public. It's right outside of Turn 4 at Daytona. It's definitely a good time. Now, you might have noticed that Dale went to New York last week and appeared on several talk shows. Did you notice that, Taylor? I did. Okay. Dan uh, Patrick good. show, he was great. He was really good. Oh, yeah. Happened to drop a little, you know, a comment about jewelry, and it kind of took over the entire week. I bet. Um, I bet. Anyways, if you missed the segment uh, on the program live with Kelly and Michael – 
You can see some of that interview right now on the show website. That's www.livekellyandmichael.dadt.com. What kind of URL is that? I have no idea. Livekellyandmichael.dadt.com. Or just follow Junior Motorsports on Twitter or, or Davis Williams and he'll Davis, tell you Davis, is that him. accurate? I, he, I, he, he, yeah, he says, All right. yes, sir. All right, so Dale's segment on the Rachel Ray Show aired this morning. This, this morning being Tuesday morning. So by the time you listen to this, it probably already aired. However, we're expecting that segment to be posted on that show's website. The URL hopefully is less complicated than the <laughs> Live and Kelly and Michael. Uh, that'll be rachelrayshow.com. Although Rachel spelled a little weird, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Uh, anyways, by the way, on that show, they played a reaction theater call. I don't know if it'll make the, the show, but they played a reaction theater call with Dale Jr. on set. Regis Philbin sitting there talking about reaction theater. Who was it? And, and Rachel... It was a it was a lady that um, was reacting to the Daytona 500 win last year, and it was something like, "Oh my God, oh my God, oh, I can't yeah. breathe, I can't breathe," or you know, one of those deals. Yeah. And so, um, TJ, God, I <laughs> the facial expressions I get from TJ when you do something like, "Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God," it's like it's just, it's just, it's just so uncomfortable. Well, it's been a long time since he heard that. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it here. Okay, we've got to give a shout-out to Dale Hart Jr. Chevrolet and Dale Hart Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac down in Tallahassee, Florida. How do I? You be Junior. quiet. <laughs> Junior's <laughs> one. All right. <laughs> Can I make it through this? I have no idea. All right, if you're looking to buy a car, you should go to Dale Hart Jr. Chevrolet or Dale Hart Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac. Uh, as far as the week for Dale Jr. on the track, like really, when is he not going to be on the track, TJ? Uh, two cup practices on Wednesday, another on Thursday, qualifying heat races on yeah. Thursday, uh, two more cup practices Friday, two Xfinity Series practices Friday. Are you spotting Dale Jr. in the, in the Xfinity race? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The Xfinity Series race is on Saturday, and then the Daytona 500 on Sunday. So there's no shortage of track time, right? Good uh, gracious. Now, Too if much. you are uh, – if, just so you know what to look for in Saturday's Xfinity race – Dale Jr. will be driving the number 88 TaxSlayer.com car. By the way, avoid being hassled by the government and do your taxes on time. You do that at TaxSlayer.com. That race will be on Fox Sports 1. Then on Sunday, Dale Jr. will be driving the number 88 Nationwide Chevrolet in the Daytona 500. That race will be on Fox. The man's he has no voice left. Are well, I haven't it? had a voice in two weeks. He's got no voice left after White Flag. Too many. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This <laughs> <laughs> is a hell of a first podcast, boys and girls. Uh for the Wolf Woman, Amanda Wolfire. <laughs> the Wolf. For Davis Williams, thanks for hanging out with us. For Dale Earnhardt Jr., for TJ Majors. Go get us a win, TJ. I'll do my part. Yes, sir. <laughs> for Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, that's a wrap on our first Dale Jr. download presented by Spy for the 2015 season, Mike. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? It you, does. Are you happy that we're rolling again? We're warming back up. I like it. Hey, you mentioned Spy, uh, and I want to actually brag on them just a little bit because they were nominated for an award. The Happy Lens was nominated for a big award. I don't know exactly what the award is, but uh, and I know they didn't win it, but it's pre- the, it's the nomination, right? the nomination yeah. was a huge deal. And they're going to win it this year, especially if our uh, listeners buy spy sunglasses right now with happy lenses. 
it will win the award, and that's what I want. I want them to win the award this year. For sure. And, folks, if you want to go out there and get yourself a pair of Spy Shades, go take advantage of their discount code, 20% off. And what's that code, Mike? Daytona. Daytona. It's that simple. Go check them out. 20% off is good. I like a deal. I know. I do, too. (laughs) 